This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Lynn Freeman, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Next, what time should preschoolers get to bed? New research from the University of Otago shows that early bedtimes are not vital for healthy development as long as the under fives are getting enough sleep. A number of studies in older children have found a correlation between later bedtimes and the risk of developing obesity. The Otago study, led by Dr Melissa Roy from the Department of Medicine, is one of the first to examine whether a connection exists from an early age. Dr Roy says the research helps confirm more sleep is beneficial for young children, but later bedtimes don't appear to be associated with obesity in preschoolers, and putting young ones to bed earlier is only helpful if it means they sleep longer. Uh, now we're joined now by Dr Roy. Kia ora, how are you? Good morning, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I didn't have a very good night's sleep though, so this is interesting <laughs> to me. Let's have a look at the, the research. What precisely were you looking for? Pretty much you described it beautifully. Um, so we looked at a number of different studies that had involved children up to the age of five. And um, we were looking at their sleep habits and specifically what time young children were put to bed um, and whether that could be a useful kind of intervention that would help prevent children becoming obese. Is it surprising that this research had been done on older children but not on preschoolers? Um, I think the emerging evidence had actually first come out in adults. So we kind of know people who are shift workers and particularly adolescents who are up really late have a greater risk of obesity. Um, children have quite different, as you all know, and all parents will know, their sleep habits are quite different to the average adult. Um, and so everyone likes their baby to go to bed early. But, you know, children, they, they have nap times and it's quite different. Um, I think what we're really looking for is an easy intervention that parents would like um, and that could help children um, be healthier and have better outcomes with less stress. How did you go about your research then? Um, we used existing research. So there's a number of really big studies that look at children and sleep, um, both here and in Australia and the United States. Um, so we essentially put them together and analysed them to see if bedtime was one of the important variables predicting whether or not children become um, overweight or obese. Out of interest, why is it that older children who sleep longer are less likely to be overweight? It's a really good question. Um, I think we'd all like to know that. And there's a number of possible reasons. Um, like with adults, I guess one of the obvious reasons is if you're asleep, you have less chance to eat. Um, and so if your child is asleep, then they're not eating in the evening. Um, the other thing is that, you know, there could be actually effects on children's hormones, um, whether that changes their circadian rhythm, whether it, you know, changes the hormones that drive people to eat or children to eat more. Um, that's definitely a possibility. And the other thing is, I guess, that it's hard to look at these things in isolation, that children who go to bed later probably have other things going on in their life. They have a different sort of family structure. They've got a different parenting style. There's all those sort of things that might affect their likelihood of becoming overweight as well. Going into the research, did you have, it's a terrible question to ask a researcher, <laughs> did you ha have a, any preconceptions? Did you expect to see some kind of link with what we were just talking about, you know, older children sleeping longer, less likely to be overweight? Did you expect to see something similar? You're quite right. As a researcher, I'm not supposed to think anything going into it. But um, I guess 
It would have been nice that there was an easy and simple answer, but as with all research, there normally isn't. Um, it would have been a really lovely thing to say to parents, hey, if you put your child to bed before eight o'clock, it's a really healthy and great thing for them. It'll solve all your problems. But the real life answer is a little bit more complicated than that. And so it probably is a helpful thing to do. But if you have that child who doesn't go to bed before eight o'clock and will not go to bed before eight o'clock, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, unless you're wanting quiet time (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying there aren't other advantages to children going to bed earlier Is there any difference between um, boys and girls? Again, um, that was one of the more interesting things that this research threw up and there were some sort of tentative suggestions that there were some differences between girls and boys and so what we did find was that um, Longer sleep seems to be slightly protective in girls compared with boys, but it was a bit inconsistent. So it's an area that we need to look at more, and it's hard to know why there would be a good reason for that. What then can parents do with this information? I mean, if they've got uh, under fives who go to bed kicking and screaming at half past seven or or quarter to eight, uh, is it worth trying to to, I don't know, put them to bed a little later and I hope they'll settle more quickly and sleep better? I think what we can add was this evidence pretty much says that more sleep is better and however your child can get that is fine. So if you have a child that naturally falls asleep later, that's okay if they're picking up the extra sleep in a longer nap during the day. Um, however, all things being equal and if you have a child that can go to bed earlier and accepts that and falls asleep easily, then that's probably a good outcome. So factoring in nap time, I hadn't thought about that, you're factoring in nap time. So it's not just the nighttime sleep, it's if they maybe don't sleep so well at night, but they take a solid chunk of a few hours during the during the day. When you add them together, that's what you're looking at, the number of hours of sleep. Yeah, it's actually both. So Bedtime on its own doesn't seem to be very predictive of outcomes, but overall sleep over a 24-hour period is, and also nocturnal sleep is. So it seems to be that both of them can be helpful. It's just that the child is getting enough sleep, probably over the 24-hour period, and as they get older, obviously, that's more likely to be in the nighttime period, but with the younger children, that'll be picked up in the naps as well. Overall, then, what's your advice for parents when it comes to bedtimes for under fives? What are all the factors they need to bear in mind? I think all things being equal, um, an earlier bedtime is probably better, but there's definitely a group of children for whom that doesn't work. Um, And if you have a child that doesn't fit with an early bedtime, it's okay as long as they're getting enough sleep, so don't stress about it. From the research that you've done, are there any aspects, uh, Dr. Roy, that you would like to pursue or or is worth exploring further? I think that um, there are many influences on what makes a child sleep well, um, and bedtime is only one of them. And we like bedtime because it's kind of a very easy and simple intervention, and we can all kind of get hold of going, oh, yes, putting your child to bed early, that's nice and easy. Um, but I think there's probably other things that can help children sleep well, and um, we could potentially look at such as the environment they go to sleep in, um, how your child goes to bed, the lighting, um, and I think perhaps making sure the child is exposed to natural light and outside 
natural light and environment early in the morning might be helpful, but I think that needs looking at further. The, the studies that you're researching, I was quite intrigued by this. You had the average bedtime for two-year-olds is six minutes past eight in the evening. It was 7.50 p.m. for three-year-olds and 7.55 p.m. for five-year-olds. That feels very precise. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I guess there is a um, there's a course of standard deviation there, and um, and children will be an hour or two on either side of that. <laughs> um, and also, for some reason, I would have thought it almost would have been in reverse that the two year olds would have gone to bed earlier. I'm just thinking of teenagers, I suppose that you know your bedtimes get later and later as you get older, but that's not the case either. I think that's true, and I sort of thought the same thing when I first looked at that. But then I guess the the under two-year-olds are much more likely to be having the long daytime nap. And, you know, most of us know that it's between two and four, most children start dropping out those daytime naps. And so potentially they're picking up more sleep and will be tired a bit earlier in the evening. So not necessarily going to bed later. And generally we were looking at the children who were studied having 10 to 11 hours of sleep per night. Is that what in an ideal world is a, is a good amount of sleep, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, this was a lot of children. This was something like, um, this was 1,642 children, so and across three different countries and a whole range of different socioeconomic backgrounds. So I think it's a pretty good representation of what would be average for their age. I guess one thing that these studies perhaps can't tell us, though, is the quality of sleep um, that you have. If you have children, I, I imagine just like adults, some will be, restless, maybe wake up quite a lot, you know, the, the quality of sleep isn't great compared to what we all yearn for, which is a sound sleep. Yeah, and that's absolutely valid. Um, and, you know, I guess that's one of the problems with using these really big studies across multiple centres is we don't have a fine enough detail on that. But it's definitely from a theoretical point of view, um, a really important aspect of sleep. It's not just how long you sleep and when you sleep, but but how good the sleep is as well. Are you going to continue researching this area? Um, I personally am not. Um, I'm actually a public health doctor now, but um, I am sure that there's a lot of studies coming out of the University of Otago from medicine that will continue to look at sleep, particularly in adolescence, and whether this helps with our obesity epidemic. The studies that you were looking into, I think 1,642 um, children, were any of them New Zealand or all of them New Zealand or is this international research that we are harnessing? I just wonder if there's a difference between you know, what's happening here uh, and overseas. Yeah, um, so one of the studies was a big study called the POI study, um, which had 802 mothers and their babies enrolled in, and that was out of Dunedin. Um, so that was the New Zealand aspect of it. But the other studies came from one from Australia, um, which was based out of Sydney, and then we had a couple in the States, um, Pennsylvania and Cincinnati. So a pretty big range. Um, one of the Australian one was particularly from a, um, a more deprived era of Sydney, so tried to kind of pick up. A, a real range of different parenting and different influences on the environment of the children. Thank you very much. Great to talk to you. That's Dr Melissa Roy from the University of Otago's Department of Medicine.